Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. Today's story is about the notable people of the Cripple Creek District. This podcast was written by Trevor Phipps and Tommy Allen and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. In the late 1800s and into the early 1900s, the Cripple Creek Mining District made a huge impression on the world in a short amount of time. The population boom brought on by its newfound wealth brought in many well-known people looking to find work, culture, and entertainment. While many were notable, others were notorious. For example, the area saw visits by both Wyatt Earp and the gang known as the Wild Bunch. Boxer Jack Dempsey started boxing in opera houses of the area. Even Robert Ford, the coward who shot Jesse James in the back of the head, was turned away at Cripple Creek's town limit by the local sheriff's deputy. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to focus on three exceptionally notable people. One who grew up here, one who was all but run out of town, and one who got stuck here before moving on to stardom. Our first visit is with an eight-year-old boy who moved to Victor with his parents in 1900. Early on, at the age of 10, he knew that he wanted to report the news and he joined the local newsboy union. His father, Henry, was a medical doctor who impressed on the boy the importance of learning and of speaking clearly and distinctly. The family briefly moved to Ohio before the young man returned to Cripple Creek to work briefly as a miner and then as a newspaper reporter and editor. He later attended college at Princeton where he showcased his previous trips to Alaska and first spoke on the radio. This gentleman had an adventurous and storied life, but he is perhaps best known for a relationship that started in December of 1917 during World War I in Jerusalem. It was there that he first met T.E. Lawrence, an officer of the British Army who would later become known as Lawrence of Arabia. The subject of our current discussion is, of course, Lowell Thomas, the man President Hoover said, should he be reincarnated, he wanted to be. Next, let's look in on the year 1900 and the national elections. Vice presidential nominee Theodore Roosevelt came to the area to discuss how silver coin production could help boost the economy. Of course, the Cripple Creek District has made its wealth in gold, so Roosevelt's opinion wasn't particularly popular. After enjoying the breathtaking natural beauty on the short line railway from Colorado Springs, Teddy Roosevelt arrived in Victor to, perhaps unwisely, give his first speech. He barely finished when the angry mob rushed him. Thankfully, he was surrounded by bodyguards who were just able to fight off the mob and get him back on the train. From there, he traveled on to Cripple Creek, where local attorney J. Maurice Finn offered to put him up in a large mansion built for the VP nominee's visit called the Towers. Unfortunately, after touring an underground mine and giving another unpopular speech, Mr. Roosevelt ran out of time and only made it onto the front porch of his custom-built accommodations. For our final subject, I'll tell you the story of a fellow named Julius. When he was 15, Julius answered a WAN ad and joined a traveling song and dance trio. Through Michigan and on to Denver, they saw very limited success and finally booked a show at a theater in the Cripple Creek area. Some say the show drew a disappointingly small audience, 
and others say the show didn't happen at all. Whatever the case, the other two members of the trio stole Julius's money and left him stranded. While he was utterly unfamiliar with horses, he found a job delivering ice and other goods for a local grocery store. After a few months of driving an ice wagon between Victor and Cripple Creek and almost wrecking it, young Julius started to realize that high-altitude living just wasn't for him. Surviving the harsh conditions and almost dumping his employer's grocery delivery wagon off a thousand-foot cliff, Julius convinced his mother to send him enough money to buy a train ticket back home to New York. When he returned home, he formed a performing group with his brothers Chico, Harpo, and Gummo. Julius Henry Groucho Marx and his brothers became one of the most well-known comedy teams of all times, the Marx Brothers. Groucho actually returned to visit Cripple Creek. While here, he signed a photo of himself and his original performing trio and dedicated it to the city. This authentic signed photo now resides at the local Cripple Creek District Museum. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself surrounded by gold miners, don't talk about the virtues of silver. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. The man who President Hoover said should be he be... While he was utterly unfamiliar with horses, he found a job delivering ice and other goods for a local... Ah!